Welcome to the Happiness Forum with Rhonda and Sandrine. Today we're going to talk about communication. Hi, Sandrine. Hi, Rhonda. Good morning. Good morning. We are here again in the morning, which seems to work out pretty well. Yes. My house yeah. is quiet at this time. Yeah, and then I feel once we do this, I have the rest of the day to do something else. So, mm-hmm. good, good thing. So today we're talking about communication. Right. So why is it important to uh, learn to communicate better? And well, what are we going to get from it? Right. I mean, communication is something we do all the time. We need it at work. We need it, you know, when we're going to school, we need it just with our friends, our family, because there's like a lot of disagreements and learning how to communicate better can improve relationships. Yes. But yeah, but today we're going to talk about more about interpersonal communication between you and somebody close, you know, where you're sharing, you know, deep feelings, not just superficial conversation. Like somebody that lives in your house. Right. It can be a sibling. I mean, a sibling. I'm saying that for my kids, but it can be your, your child. It can be, you know, between them, between siblings. It can be your spouse. So somebody that you are in contact with, you know, uh, day after day, especially now, you know, we're just finishing the quarantine and we spend a lot of time together with our families. Yes. So it's a time to reflect and see how we can improve, you know, our mode of communication between each other to make life better for everyone. Yeah, so let's talk about communicating, say, with a significant other, because um, you know, communication, say within a marriage or, you know, a, a boyfriend, girlfriend relationship, a lot of times, you know, we want to express our feelings and when we're living with someone and, you know, we kind of relax and we don't, you know, sometimes we say the wrong thing and, um, sometimes pushing each other's buttons, you know, because yeah. they're getting on our nerves, that sort of thing. So do you have any tips on how we can well, you know, like, that? like everything that we teach at Everything Noetic, it's about you. So the first step will be to learn to listen when you speak. Listen, start listening to, you know, to what you're saying to the other. Start to understand your own point of view. So you always start right here with you. Uh, And you're going to notice when you are really paying attention to the way that you communicate with others, you're going to be able to have more um, listening skills toward the other as well and understand where the other is coming from. So we always talk from our point of view because we want to put our point of view across. It's always about us. And we want to feel that we are being heard and we want to feel that the other person is understanding exactly what we mean. So there is a a second step, you know, in that 
part. But I think the first part is to learn to listen to herself and also listen to the other when the other speak. Okay, that's the first level. The second level would be to um, really understand the meaning. Because sometimes when we speak, we, of course we know the meaning, but the way that it translates to the other might not be the same meaning that the person understands. So for us, it's clear as, as they, you know, what we meant when we said that. But to the other person in front of you, because they're coming from their own point of view and their own perception, it might not be the same perception, you know, the, the person might not have the same perception and the same understanding of what you really want to say. So it's important to communicate with that person and make sure they understand the meaning of you saying those kind of things. So that's level two. So I think that there is like two level of communication in, you know, two level of, yeah, of communication, the listening part and then the meaning part of what we're saying that we really have to pay attention and learn. Yeah, I don't, right now I'm kind of distracted because I'm hearing some kind of like paper rustling or crackling. I don't know if you realize it's coming through a lot. No, I don't have any sound on my side. Hmm, okay. See, but hey, that's a segue into distraction. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, like you were just talking and say you're in a conversation, an argument or something, and then the other per- one person says, well, just listen to me. And then you're quiet. Are you really listening or are you, is your mind somewhere else? Exactly. So that's why the first part is to learn to listen. Listening to yourself when you speak, listening to the right. words that you are saying to the other and how you are conveying the idea that you want to communicate and then learning to listen to the other person and trying to understand from their point of view, where are they coming from? Right. I think also sometimes, you know, when you say listen to yourself, speak, maybe before you start speaking, think about what you're going to say. Because again, when you're living with someone, you become very relaxed and kind of, you know, a stream of consciousness comes out. Mm-hmm. Correct. And, you know, do we want to, you don't, you don't want to feel like you're always on. You want to feel relaxed, but, you know, maybe it's too relaxed. Um, I don't know how, how to resolve that. I mean, you know, like, how do you remain relaxed when you're uncomfortable around someone when you have to kind of watch what you say? Oh, I don't think it means that you have to watch what you say. You have to, of course, say things in a way that are not hurtful and there is no reason why, you know, you should be. I think you can still be relaxed and say what you want to say and and being comfortable. You should. I mean, you live with that person. You should be able to say whatever, you know, you feel like saying. And I guess the person will know you, you know. And so there is way you're right that that we talk to a significant other that are different from when you talk to, you know, somebody that you don't know, like your neighbor or something like that. But 
I think that person would know that, you know, this is just you being you and it's okay. What, what I'm saying is, um, sometimes you might mean something and the other person interpreted another way. So how do you, and, and there, you know, that creates misunderstanding and, and tension because the person thought you said that, you know, for that reason or, you know, in that way and you didn't. Yeah, correct. So this is more communication than, you know, than relaxation. I think the person needs to get to know you and know your meaning about thing and about life. What do you mean when you say things like that? Because that, you know, we're trying to find a word to describe what we want to say, but sometimes the other person doesn't understand it that way. So that's the hard part. You truly have to dissect, I want to say, you know, the meaning of your thing in order to have a good understanding for the person in front of you. Make sure that they understand it in that way and not just leave it like that and assume they understood. Well, usually you kind of know when they don't understand because they'll they might get mad and you know if, if they're if you're saying trying to say something and it's coming out wrong, they're going to let you know. Yeah, or they will say, you know, or they would agree and you think it's understood and it's not. True, that happens. Because too. they 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 will be like, yeah, I understand, you know, what you're saying. So you're like, yeah, you know. Things are good. Things are, you know, settled or whatever. And then it happened again and you get to argue about the same thing all over again. So it's, it's difficult. Communication is difficult because it's two people coming from a different point of view and a different perception. So you have yeah. to learn from each other what are the meaning. You know, there is word and we think because we said the word, the person understand the word the same way you do. But every word have meaning that we add to it and feelings. And you have to know what is their meaning and what is yours. You know, if you, if you are talking about the same thing in spite of, you know, what you're saying out loud, it, sound, it might sound the same, but it doesn't feel the same from one person to the next. So it's a little bit more deeper and complicated than it sounds. And that's where we have to pay attention. That's what listening is really the first step. Really encourage the other to talk as much as possible and give you as much as possible. You know, it's all about feelings too, because it's all about ourself, like we teach. It's all about yourself. It's all about your perception and how you feel. So by encouraging the other to talk about their feeling and talk about, you know, describe more of their experience, and you are just listening, that's when you can understand better where the other person, you know, come from and what they mean by, you know, the same statement. They might be saying the same statement as you, but yet it means something totally different. Yeah, but it's kind of, you know, in real relationships, it's kind of hard to, like, say, when you realize you're not communicating, it's usually kind of late, you know, you're... Um, already in an argument say oh. 
and, you know, voices are being raised and it's kind of hard to just say, oh, well, just sit down and just describe your feelings. I agree. You know, so like, how do you so I, I go suggest, from... Yeah, I would suggest yeah. that you wait for, you know, the storm to pass. And then once, uh, you know, you're back to the calm, you know, just sit down with that person and said, hey, this is not the first time we're having that argument because usually it's argument that keep coming back about the same thing. And I would suggest that you sit that person down and be like, can we resolve that in a quiet, you know, I'm not trying to pick an argument again. I'm just trying to resolve this because I think we misunderstanding. We don't have the same meaning for the same thing. I think we are not expecting, you know, the same thing from this outcome. And that's why we're not agreeing. And it's okay to disagree because that's going to happen. We have to be okay with disagreeing with the, the other person, right? We are two individuals coming in a relationship. So you have to understand the other person. You don't have to agree with them. That's what it is. People think because you're with somebody, you have to agree on things. You don't have to agree. After all, you know, you're different. So agree to not agree but agree to compromise. Like, what can we do to compromise? Because we know we don't understand each other on that part. We know we're not agreeing. So what are we each willing to give toward this issue so that we can be, you know, content about it? We know we're not going to be 100%, you know. It's not going to be 100% your way or my way. It cannot be. Or unless, you know, we agree that, okay, for this part, it's going to be your way and that part or something else is going to be my way. And we just play it like that. Like you make up the rule, you know, with your partner, but. Right. We can compromise on a lot of things, but I'm thinking, you know, like in today's political climate, for example, there may be disagreements. Your significant other may have a different perspective, say, on the news, things that are happening. And, you know, even with COVID, you know, like, you know, one person may think, oh, it's okay to, you know, go out and do whatever. And the other is, no, I want to quarantine. You know, just um, especially in this climate today with, with everything going on, how... You know, and I know there's been like famous political people who are, you know, married to spouses who are have the opposite. Now, how do you, mm. you know, I, I guess, you know, agreeing to disagree is is appropriate, but. Um, it's appropriate. I mean, I think because this is drastic, you know, like the virus, this is something very serious we're talking about and if you are the one that is totally afraid of going out and and you know uh and the and your spouse is comfortable just wearing a mask and walking around i think you you would have to you know stand your point that you know during that time it as hard as it sounds like don't come next to me like quarantine yourself when you come back if i'm so afraid of you know catching something i don't want to be next to you as an individual. Yeah, that, that could be difficult. It's hard when you live in the same house. <laughs> I know. But it's like, you know, if I really think I'm going to be putting my life in danger, I have to protect myself. I, I would think, you know, 
And yes, yeah. it create like such big tension because if you're total opposite as individual, it's like, that's serious. You know, this is not, you know, the kind of thing you want to, you want to play with, especially if you're the one afraid, you're like, no, I don't want to. Yeah, but it, it, ha- it also has to do a lot with perception. It does. Because we're dealing with the same virus, but we have a different perception on our vulnerability. Of course. Of course it does. And really nobody really knows, you know, who's right in, in, in that part. Or, you know, a lot of people will be totally for the person that don't want to go out and a lot of people will be for that person that is okay to go out so it's like that that's a very uh difficult you know thing to deal with when you're in the same house and two people are completely opposite from a a serious issue i don't know if what are you doing right now are you moving yes that's don't move (laughs) oh my goodness Okay. <laughs> Maybe get a, a little bit, a little further away from the computer. I can't because you won't hear me otherwise. I'm going to try to okay. not move. Well, now you're, you're coming through really loud and clear. So. Okay. okay. Yeah. I think that would just add more tension unless the people, you know, that live in the house and that are total opposite toward one issue really completely respect and understand each other and be like, you know, I'm going to go out, but then when I come, then I live in the basement for a little bit. Yeah. The time that, you know, all this goes away. If you're so afraid, I respect that, you know, that would be the best thing. You know, I think being in a relationship, it's about respecting the other opinion and loving them the way they are. I know it's a little difficult, but if you take that stand, then take, you know, take the, the step that goes with it. Don't try to impose your idea on the other if they're not comfortable and if they feel their life depend on it. You know, it's terrible. Right. Well, what about uh, situations where you you have to make a joint decision? So there's no compromise. It's going to be like A or B. I think you Um, pick your battle. Like I said, there might be many different decisions where both of you have to... um, you know, interact with, just pick which one of you is going to deal with one thing and which one of you is going to deal with the other. I think you share the decision. Like When it comes to decorating the house, you know, the lady pick, you know what I mean? When it comes to... Oh, that's a little sexist, I think. <laughs> I'm saying that for me. I want to decorate my house. Oh, <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, I do. I mean, I kind of like force that in. I know, I think it's more like a girl thing because we have more taste. I think so. And, you know, it's well, not, I mean, I don't know. We just don't have that. It depends. Maybe yeah. we should do a talk on that because it depends. You're right. But, but that's just an example because, you know, you would tend like maybe, I mean, I want to say the cooking, but that's not true because most yeah. um, the cooking might not be only, you know, toward the lady because... We have the best cook in friends that are male. So, yeah. well, my husband cooks. I don't cook. See, so. see? I, I think you have to choose your battle. What is more important to you, you know? And you have to choose your battle with your with your partner and be like, you know, when it comes to dealing with this, I'm in charge. When it comes to dealing with that, you are, and just agree to it to give it a little bit, you know. 
Well, what about the kids? Because that's mm-hmm. something you can't really delegate. You can't say you're in charge of the kids, can you? Oh, I'm sure some people do. I'm sure some people are like, you know, mm-hmm. I'm sure. I mean, we, you know, we're coming from a, a till, sadly as it sounds, in 2020, you know, not that we were raised that way. I mean, I was raised with a mom that raised the kids and a dad that go to work. You know, it was, right. well, that's more like the, the 50s and the 60s. But my parents, actually, they got married in the 60s. They they still show us, you know, that kind of way, even if everybody is now walking and taking care of the kids and things like that. I think most of the time, the moms tend to do more with the kids than the dad. But I'm sure when there is serious issue, you know, it's a talk that you have to have, uh, you know, with your spouse and 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 agree on things, of course. I think it just makes sense when it comes to your children. But maybe I'm wrong. I don't know. That when we- well, I think today it's, yeah, it's a little different because uh, younger families are sharing the parenting a lot more than they mm-hmm. did years ago. Um, you know, so, but yeah, getting on the same page could be difficult. Um, and, and these are a lot of conversations you don't have early in a marriage, I think. You just assume you're going to have children and, and raise them, but you're bringing in a lot of your own issues and, and your upbringing. Yes, of course. When Yeah. So that's another, that's another topic, but I, you yeah. know, what's best for the children should be the, you know, the, 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 the best way. It's not what I want or what you want, you know, it's what do we do for our children future? You know, what are the best decision we can make right and as they get older they'll be part of that decision process as well Mm -hmm. but you're right that's not a a talk we have early in marriage i think and um and often what parents don't know but that's another topic also is that they're really trying to to push their way into their children like the same the same we try to push away into our significant other because it's always about us it's like no i'm right and you're wrong you know i have i have the best way because i think this and this and this and everybody think that way and you try to do the same with your children where again your children it's they they are individual you want to guide them and give them the best you know make the best decision for them when they're young which is which can be relatively easy as they getting older it gets more complicated but um they're individual as well so you know they have to be their own like that's another topic because right but i think when it it comes down to it like you just said you know it's like all about me you know i think my way is best that's the ego but part of it and this is true not only for significant other relationships, but also with your boss, with your parents, with, you know, anybody you might have disagreements with, um, say that, you know, with people that you're not living with, Mm -hmm. um, that are like more distant, say than a spouse, 
recognizing that person as a unique spiritual being really help because you know you they have their journey and you have yours and and understanding that you know helps you to understand like where they're coming from yes so at work for example when you don't have that freedom you know of communicating exactly how you would want to say things right it's important to listen and understand where that person is coming from and understanding this is like you said their own journey their own perception of things and that's the way they you know they communicate and deal with things so that avoid for you to uh, maybe sometimes misinterpret or misunderstood or take things personally when you know you don't agree with certain things exactly so it's really help you being more you know looking looking at them um with another lens looking at them you know separating yourself from from them and not getting too much personal engagement into what's going on and not feeling hurt or misunderstood or things like that at work because that happened you know with colleagues with bosses you know it's it's just taking a step back and just observing listening and understanding them where they're coming from, they're their own, you know, path. Right. They have their own path and they're learning lessons too. Yes. So they're not just, it's not like, you know, they know they're right. They, you know, it's their ego talking yes. and they're here to learn too. So recognizing that, and this can apply also to social media where you see, especially now with the election coming up and with the protests, and with the virus, you see all kinds of extreme views, like one way or the other. You you can understand, like those people, they have their own journey too. Yeah. They're trying to make sense of life as well. And we're all here, you know, at the basis of everything, you know, inside of us is love. Yes. You know, and, and trying to get along with each other. Absolutely. Social media is really the mirror of what everybody's thinking and what everybody is trying to to show. You know, it's everybody putting their life on a show. It's like, here, this is me. This is what I have, you know, to show to the world. This is who I am. It's, you know, I, I find it a little, you know, sad that people are so attached to social media. But again, that's another topic. Right. That's another topic, but the social yeah. yeah, of all of us, but. So I think we can sort of like, we're coming to the end of this show and I think we can kind of wrap it up to say that understanding the other person you know, where they're coming from, that they're on their own journey, mm-hmm. not taking things personally yes, can really help a lot. It can help you. It's always about you and your journey. So from understanding that everybody is trying to do the same thing that you are doing, everybody has the same feeling, everybody has the same needs, you, you are more, you know, compassionate and more willing to listen to the other and therefore, you know, give back a better, 
a bit of vibe, you know, into everything that you're saying and doing. Right. And this is also another topic that we talk about a lot, but, you know, centering yourself through meditation or working on yourself, that helps like enormously because if you're good, you're not going to get into those arguments that quickly. Absolutely. You're going to have more compassion toward the other person and understand them. And you can just leave it as this. And, you know, if they ask, you can just give them some advice to, you know, of way how to, how they can feel better and communicate better by, by doing meditation. Meditation is really helpful to relax, quiet the mind and understand yourself better. Therefore, understand the world around you better. I think we can end on that note. That's, that sounds really good. Um, you know, it's, it's like the small things, the, you know, just work on yourself and it will improve your relationships with others. Yes, exactly. All right. Well, enjoy the rest of your day and, and for all our listeners, whatever time and place you're listening, um, have a great rest of the day and take care of yourself and try to get along with others. Thank you, Rhonda. Have a great day. Thank you, everyone. Bye. Bye. We hope you enjoyed this episode. For more information or to schedule an astrology reading or coaching session, visit everythingnoetic.com.